Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Well, I am excited to um, talk about meditation today, and I have a guest on that is fantastic. Um, I actually met her in yoga class, and we are became quick friends, so I really enjoy her. Um, Jamie grew up in Mesa, Arizona. She attended college at BYU, or Brigham Young University. She danced in the BYU Ballroom Company and graduated with a degree in business entrepreneurship. She now lives in Bountiful, which is where I'm at in Utah, and her with her husband and four children. She enjoys meditation, yoga, hiking, cooking, and eating good food and being with her family. She teaches meditation and loves helping others learn to connect with mind and body to promote wellness and health. Hello. Hello, Laura. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to do this with you. Yes, me too. Um, I I read your bio, as I mentioned before, and so you have a dance background. And I, I knew that when I first met you, because I'm like, you are super bendy, my friend. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I love that. We were, yeah, in yoga. I didn't know you, and you just came up to me after. You're like, who are you? I want to know you. And I just love that kind of openness. <laughs> yes. I was like, dang, that girl is like, you're strong and you're flexible. And I'm like, dang, I want to be like that. So, uh, you know, being a runner. And then we, we talked about that. We just hit it off. It's so great. And so I love to, I love to meet people like you because you're just, you just ooze like a positivity and like, uh, and then we, we just have a lot in common and we started talking about meditation and I just thought this gal has got it together. And I love, I love like your, like your like I said, just your uberance, you know? So I wanted to talk about meditation today. And like the, I think it's like super important. We're both on the same page with this, but I want to get your thoughts. Like why is meditation so important? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, we live in such a fast paced world, right? We're, we're just on the go constantly. And we've got a lot of stimulation coming at us, whether that's, you know, through our phones and social media and, the TV and all the things we're trying to do. And it can get really overwhelming. That's exhausting. That stimulation is exhausting. So taking a break, having time for your body to rejuvenate, recover, it really just, it helps you perform so much better. You think rushing is the thing to do to get everything done when really you just need to stop, slow down, recharge. I think so too. It's like smelling, taking time to smell the roses. Like life does pass you by if you're really not allowing time to just reflect. And I think there's an uh, emotional health component that comes with meditation. And, you know, with, with exercise, we control our body and we do a lot for our body, but we really don't do as much for our mind. And I think that's, that's why I think meditation is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that awareness that you gain, you know, a lot of us are kind of out of touch with what we're actually feeling, what's actually going on inside. And so meditation can help to just create a lot of awareness. And once you're aware of your body, you can start working with your body, right? And that's an amazing thing. Yeah, instead of working against it, per se. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there's different forms of meditation. What are, What is your like take on it? What do you, what do you, what are you a proponent of? Yeah, I mean, I think every, you know, all the different types have their own benefit. Um, you know, today I hear a lot of like mindfulness, meditation, present moment awareness. 
So you're really focusing just on being in the moment. And that, that helps a lot, especially with people maybe with anxiety, um, racing thoughts to really just hone in on the present moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also like focused intention meditation. And that's what, you know, the best athletes in the world are doing. They're visualizing a future moment and they're imagining their performance so that when that time comes, they're ready, their body's already mentally there. Mm-hmm. And it makes it that much easier. I mean, you, you probably know this, you're, I mean, you're an athlete. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, there's like energized mind body meditation, yoga, those kinds of things where you're actually moving, your body is exerting effort, but your mind is calm. Mm. And, you know, I found benefits in all of these. So no, I love that you mentioned the visualization because, you know, that was something my coach, I ran for the U in the Utah State and we did talk about visualization and how beneficial it is. And it's interesting because yesterday, just yesterday, I ran across um, some information about visualization and it was a study done on weightlifters and what they had a group do is actually part of the group actually lifted weights Uh, the other part of the group visualized lifting weights and then there was a portion of the group that did nothing so you know you'd think oh well obviously the people that lifted weights are going to gain strength but what was so surprising is 35 percent of the people visualizing actually gained physical strength and i thought wow that was like mind-blowing how valuable your mind and putting things in, you know, obviously training your mind and how it affects your body. And I I thought there is a mind body connection. Absolutely. That was sort of mind boggling, surprising. You're actually physically green strength by practicing, you know, visualizing things. And I know that's helped me race better. It's right. crazy. It was amazing. <laughs> right. Because your your brain doesn't know the difference between an actual experience and a visualized experience. The same parts of the brain are lighting up as it's happening. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you're, you're really doing, you're getting the same benefits, whether you're actually doing it or you're just visualizing. I think that's so good for like people that are injured or something to hear is, you know, and I always thought you always focus on what you can do. And a lot of times it is visualization or mentally, but you know, I've, I've heard of people that have been injured. They haven't run like they haven't run in weeks and weeks and weeks. And they were able to perform their best marathon because they were out for an injury or whatever, but they still focused on cross training or whatever. Yeah. That can really happen. People, you, if you visualize not to say that no physical training isn't valuable because it absolutely is, but, but think about it. If you do the physical training and the mental training visualization or meditation or those things, how much better and amazing you could be. Like you're tapping into everything you could be. I just, yes, yes, I totally agree. And I, you know, I found meditation kind of after doing a lot of other things for my health, after working on nutrition, exercise, all those things, and all those are amazingly beneficial. Right. But after doing the mind work, I was like, man, I wish I would have started with this. I wish I would have known about it sooner because it would affect all of those other things and their ability to actually help me, it would increase, I think, their benefit and how fast I was able to gain those benefits from those things. So let me ask you this. How did you find meditation? Like what got you interested? Well, how long have you done it? And then what, how, you know, what got you started? Yeah, I, I started yoga 
oh gosh, like 16 years ago, which is different, but there's a lot of similar components. And I mean, the breath, the mindfulness, the body awareness, all those things I just absolutely loved. And then about six years ago, I was just kind of at a place in my life. I felt like a robot. I felt like I was going through my day. I was doing everything that, you know, quote unquote, I should do. And yet I still just felt this kind of emptiness. And I was, I had three kids at the time and I had a lot of beliefs about motherhood and that, you know, a good mom sacrifices everything for her children Mm. and puts, I always thought I should put their needs before my own. And I was just trying to be a good mom, right? But we have these beliefs. We have these really deep core beliefs about ourselves or about our roles. And I just realized that in in the attempt to be the best mom that I could, I had completely lost myself and my identity. Like mm. even in my own head, I would think of myself as mom. I wouldn't think of myself as Jamie. Like there was no Jamie left. It was mom and whatever that role was. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a place where I was, I just realized this is not sustainable. I'm not, I'm just not doing well. I don't want to feel this way, you know, mm-hmm. or I want to feel something. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I feel nothing as I'm going, doing all this stuff through my day. So anyways, I, I came across a book by Louise Hay and she does a lot of mind work and it's the book was, you can heal your life. Mm-hmm. And I just, I read, it, I recognized that, you know, I was taking care of everyone around me except for myself and my tank was empty it was totally dry and i'm like this is not going to help me be the best mom that i can because i'm running on empty Mm. and so reading her book she talks about getting to know yourself knowing your mind knowing your thoughts and and loving yourself and it's not a selfish thing it's respecting your body and appreciating yourself and who you are Mm -hmm. and so she, I started doing her meditations and that's kind of, that's kind of where everything took off. I just found I could start my day with intention. I could remember who I was and kind of take that moment in meditation to really connect with that part of me so that as I was going through my day and, you know, facing mom situations, I wasn't like, what would a good mom do? I said, Jamie, what would you do? What would your best self do? And being able to really kind of connect with myself in that way as well just give myself time to to relax to be calm being a mom is chaotic a lot of times Mm -hmm. and so that quiet time was amazing oh I so love everything you're saying I know exactly who you're talking about and she does a lot with affirmations too (laughs) yes again it's all this mind work and we often get lost in the shuffle of our own life and Mm -hmm. forget our and I think um, you know, and I say this a lot, I say kindness begins with me. And that means yourself. And <laughs> sometimes we forget about ourselves. And so mindfulness, I think, and meditation is a way we can kind of figure out what we're feeling and what we need. And it does get lost in the shuffle and, and the noise of being a mom. And so I love that you're talking about this, because I'm sure there are other moms listening in that have lost themselves. <laughs> and yes. so, you know, easy to do sometimes I know with meditation with little ones you can get them involved too but you know it is okay to take some time for you and for some reason we have this guilt that I don't know what it is but we do have the guilt as moms like we need to do everything for our children but then there's nothing left and so I love that you're bringing that up yeah just recognizing you know the more that I can be in a better space because it's not just about what we do with our kids. Our kids map everything that we 
aren't doing right. They they map our emotions. They are constantly reading the situation. They're very in tune with how we are doing. Mm-hmm. Even if we think, you know, I'm putting on my best face, they don't know what I'm actually experiencing inside. They do. They're very aware and connected to that. And so we actually need to be in a good space, not just do all the things for them or act like we're okay. You know, we need to get ourselves there, get the mind in a better space. I like that you said that, like a lot of people do put a, a happy face on, but there is sort of a, 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 diff, a the third sense, if you want to call it, or gut feeling. And I think our kids, I think you're right. I think they feel that when they feel like you're just putting on a smile. I mean, if we could really teach them anything is to live a healthy life so they know what it looks like and feels like. Yes. Yeah, because they're going to grow up and probably follow in our footsteps, right? So if they feel like we never took time for ourselves, then they're going to do the same thing. They're going to feel like they can't, they can't do that. Yeah. And I think it's important to also work on our own dialogue. Like it's, it's okay to take time to meditate. It's okay to take time. Like I know people think that sometimes runners are selfish and I guess there can be a selfishness to it, but, but selfishness itself kind of has a bad rap. And honestly, taking time for you, maybe it looks selfish, but in the mo in, in the end, it's really taking time to care for yourself so that you can care for others. Yes, totally. Absolutely. And 100%. so, so what do you think in terms of meditation? Like how frequently should people do it? How long should they do it? You know, I, this is something else Louise Hay says is throw the shoulds out the window. Don't oh, yeah. shit on yourself. Like, <laughs> probably that, but... no, you're fine. You are so fine. I do it all the time, but I think that you know, if it becomes this like pressured thing, oh, I'm not meditating every day or whatever it is, then it just, we have this negative association with it and we never want to do things that we have a negative association with. So, you know, as much as you can when, and as long or short as you can, if you have five minutes, if you literally have two minutes and you're in your car waiting for, you know, picking up kids or whatever, it, it really, the benefit is there. Obviously you might get more if you spend more time, but I would just say as much as you can, I, you know, I meditate every morning just to get my day going in the right direction. It really does just make such a difference. Um, but a, a lot of times if I get, you know, I've got kids in school now and things, if I get a minute after lunch or something and I can even take a time again, it's just really whatever works for you, whatever you work it into your life and don't be overwhelmed by the fact that if you're not doing it so many times a week or whatever, you know, that you're not enough. I love that you mentioned too, you can do it a few minutes here and there. It doesn't help. I do the same thing with my athletes with their core strengthening. I'm like, well, if you're waiting for somebody, you know, drop down and do 25 pushups or whatever. (laughs) Like, yes, have to do it in this big, you know, I think we do sometimes limit ourselves, those self-limiting beliefs of what we think is the best thing. And, you know, and everybody that's listening in is different. What, what type of meditation and that kind of thing might be different for everyone. And so, but the idea here is that we're introducing you to the idea. Um, and, and there's usually there, like, there's different kinds of meditation. We know that. And I know I do some that are my favorite, but I think it is important. Sometimes you can do meditation anywhere, but I think it's important to know what to do to prepare, you know, if you're going to have like more of a formal meditation, what would you say in terms of preparation for it? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I think there's, there's kind of three components that I like to think about. The first one is your body. 
And so preparing your body, knowing that this time that you're taking is for you. So support yourself however however that looks. And a lot of people say, oh, well, if I'm, you know, doing a meditation sitting down, that's um, the only the only right way and lying down is like subpar. No, no, it's not. Any however you're gonna feel relaxed is is what you need to do. So finding a position, you know, finding a quiet place if you can, getting pillows, blankets, you don't have to have any specific, you know, meditation stools or anything. Just grab whatever is going to make you comfortable. And, you know, the body is a really important part because that spinal column is sending messages, is sending nutrients from the brain um, to the body and back, right? It's constantly communicating back and forth. And so no matter what your position is, it's just really important that your spine can be long. So lying down, sitting up, whatever it is, just helping your spine get into a nice lengthened position. Oh, I like that. And minimizing distraction, I would say, right? I mean, right. As much as you can go outside, go in a room, you know, turn down lights. Sometimes I have to go in, you know, precarious places in my house to get some quiet, but do what you, (laughs) what you need to do. Yeah. So I've known people that do it before bed and that's nice too. Yes. I like, I like that you invite them to whatever position works good for them, but like that tall spine position is really good. So yeah. Yeah. So that's the body. And then, and then of course your mind, which people feel like that's the main focus in meditation, which there is a lot there, but Mm -hmm. um, just like you said, giving yourself permission to, to kind of let go of your to-do list, of your worries, of your stresses for the day, because if you're not willing to set aside, it makes meditation just a lot more difficult. And so just kind of mentally, even, you know, writing yourself permissions, I give myself permission for this time, going to allow myself this time. And then just know that that thoughts are going to come. A lot of people have the misconception about meditation that the goal is to have no thoughts, right? And that's that's intimidating for people. I think that keeps a lot of people from doing it is because they're like, well, I can't sit there for 20 minutes and not have a thought. Definitely not not <laughs> have a thought. Mine is more like control your thoughts because mine is like, there's something in my brain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's, I mean, I get it. I'm there. That's why I do it. That's, you know, for people that are like, I can't do it because I have too many thoughts. Like, that's why you need to do it. It's such, It's a break for your mind you know it's like a one hour massage for mm-hmm. your brain mm-hmm. you when you walk out of massage and you just have that like ah uh, feeling you know mm-hmm. and you can get that with your mind and just have that that feeling so just being totally non-judgmental and again giving yourself permission the thoughts are going to come and go and the goal isn't to not have thoughts the goal is to watch them to just kind of become an observer, but to not get too tied up in them. So if we like start focusing on a particular thought and going down the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, this, and then we start feeling things. And when emotions come up in our body, then, you know, a whole cascade of things happens and we're not, we're not getting to that good space in meditation that we want to, where we're rejuvenating. So That's kind of the mind work to prepare is just knowing that it's okay. You're going to have thoughts. I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to be kind to myself and just have those thoughts come up, acknowledge. I just kind of, oh, yep, I know you're there. And then just let them keep going. Let them go. I know for me, I'm always sometimes like, oh, I'm going to forget that. I'm going to, so sometimes Mm -hmm. for 
meditation for me, I just do sort of a brain dump and I write down all these things. So like, I don't want to forget to do this, this, this. So it doesn't distract me. That's great. Super yeah. helpful. Yes, totally. That's such a great idea. And then you can, yep, have it off your plate and, and not worry about it. Yeah. And that, that really helps me at least. So anything else we are going to do a meditation today. And so we're going to head into that pretty soon. Any other tips for them as they, you know, obviously getting in a place where they're not distracted, getting in a comfortable position, anything else that's helpful for meditation? Yeah. So just the last component that's probably the most important is the breath. The breath is amazing. It's what really, really makes meditation what it is. And it serves a a couple purposes. Number one is it helps to constantly refocus because our minds do get distracted. It's called monkey brain, right? Like we're swinging from tree to tree. It's like, oh, this, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow. Oh, wait, I'm worried about this. And so the breath helps to just come back to the present moment. And so when you find yourself doing that, it's okay, it's normal, but you just come back to your breath. And there's a lot of different, you know, breathing techniques or whatever, but just as long as you're breathing, that's the important part. Um, the other purpose of the breath is that it's going to slow brain waves down. And if you have slower brain waves, you're going to have slower thought processes. So if you have a hard time slowing down the thoughts, again, really focusing on your breath and specifically the exhales, because when we inhale, we're we're recharging our body. When we exhale, we're calming the body. So some people say, okay, take deep breaths. And so they're really taking these big inhales, you know, and they're not calming down. And that's because you're actually energizing your body. So, I mean, you still want to inhale, but if you can really focus on the exhale and even maybe make the exhale longer than your inhale, you're going to find yourself getting into that awesome space where you just feel almost like you're asleep, but you're not, but you just feel super chilled out and calm. And, and so, yeah, the breath is really important. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I don't know if you've heard of four, seven, eight, but that's something that I've done a little bit when I wake up in the night, it helps me, but we'll have to talk about that more. But um, I love that you said the breathing because, okay, so I hope everybody's prepared because the next segment, we're going to go right into meditation and she's going to lead us through that. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Okay. Go ahead and find a comfortable position. Lying down or sitting. Finding a long spine. So lengthening out that spine. creating space between the vertebrae. Giving yourself permission to relax. Your only job for the next 15 minutes is to completely relax and enjoy this experience. Becoming aware of your breath, 
where it's at in your body. If you've been rushing or stressed, might be high in the chest. Just starting to breathe that oxygen down. So taking inhales, filling the belly. Front body, side body, back body, filling like a balloon and then exhaling, completely emptying the lungs. Lengthening out that breath. going to take a four six breath so inhaling for four counts holding one count at the top and then exhaling for six really letting those lungs empty holding at the bottom so inhaling one two, three, four, and hold. And then exhaling, two, three, four, five, six, and hold. Just continuing that at your own pace. With those inhales, just bringing in those good feelings that you want in your life. And as you exhale, letting go. Inhaling through the nose, exhaling out the nose or the mouth. Really starting to come into the moment and just enjoying taking a break. Inhaling in joy and happiness, connection, all the things you want to bring into your life and bring into your day. And exhaling out everything that's not serving you. The stress, resentment, letting it go letting your body really relax and rejuvenate just imagining the end of this meditation imagining yourself feeling calm and peaceful and energized but relaxed Now just letting your breath return to a more normal inhale and exhale, but keeping that breath deep.
filling the belly, emptying the belly. If thoughts come up, to-do lists or worries, just acknowledging those thoughts. You can imagine setting them aside next to you or just outside the door where you are or even further away if that's what you need to do. Just know that they'll be there waiting for you whenever you're ready. Right now you get to enjoy being in tune with your body and just letting go. Visualize a waterfall starting from the top of your head and just rushing over your body, down the body, out the hands and the feet. With every exhale, you're just going to imagine that water rushing over you and just releasing tension, tightness in the body, stress. Every exhale, just let it wash right over you, out the toes and the fingers. And as you exhale, letting every part of your body relax as that water rushes over, letting the shoulders fall away, down over the hips, over the legs, letting everything give way. Inhaling, exhaling, letting that water rush over you. Now visualizing a happy, peaceful place it can be a place that you've been or somewhere you've never been, somewhere that would help you feel supported and relaxed, peaceful, happy. It could be by the beach or in the forest at a cabin or even inside by a warm fireplace. Visualize that space. Adding color. Noticing the sounds, the smells.
recognizing that your body feels completely safe. Just exploring on your own for a moment, your happy place. Imagining the scenery, the colors. Nature, the objects around you. feeling so free. Let that feeling wash over you. Inhaling it in and then letting that wash over you with that waterfall breath. Letting it touch every part of your body. Feeling it in your heart. Let your heart space fill up with that emotion. just knowing that this place is always there for you. Anytime you need a break, you need to calm down. Coming back to your breath, inhaling in all your surroundings letting your body take it in then exhaling letting your body relax Inhaling, exhaling. Scanning through the body, noticing tight spots, dark spots. Starting in the feet, relax the toes. If you're lying down, just letting your feet fall away from each other. Moving up into the ankles, the calves. Up through the knees, around the joint, releasing. Letting go of the muscles in your legs, your hamstrings, quads, 
moving up into the hips. We tend to store a lot of emotion in our hips. So feeling, becoming aware of your body, seeing if you can release even just 10% in that hip area. Moving up through the torso, the back, the spine, the heart space, noticing if you feel tight, you might even be protecting yourself. A lot of times when we're hurt by others, can shut down that heart space a little bit or even become tense roll the shoulders forward trying to protect ourselves just really open through that area let the shoulders fall away up into the neck letting go of stress letting go of tightness up into the head your face the muscles in your face around your eyes letting your skin relax noticing how you're feeling compared to when we started. Recognizing how good you feel right now. Wiggling the fingers and the toes, it's coming back into your body and into the day. Just taking a moment to thank yourself for making time. For your mental well-being, feeling in your body and in your heart and your mind that you've filled yourself up a bit, so you have more to give. And as you feel ready, blinking open your eyes. So great to spend this time with you. Thank you.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. Be sure and check the show notes for resources or links that we mentioned in the show. You can also find them on my website at blonderunner.com. B-L-O-N-D-E-R-U-N-N-E-R.com. You can also find me on Instagram at theblonderunner with an E and Coach Laura Erickson, and that's L-O-R-A. Before you forget, I hope that you will um, follow this podcast and like it so you don't miss an episode. Also, it really helps if you leave a review so other people can find it um, and share it with your friends. Until next time, live well.